Hello guys, how you doing? Uh, what a weekend of sport. Rafa Nadal winning the uh, French Open for 11th time today. Awesome cricket match. Scotland beating England for the first time in Edinburgh, even as an Englishman. Quite impressed with that. Dramatic scenes. Just been watching Soccer Aid as well. The celebrities and the ex-players for charity. Um, just wanted to talk about boxing though after some kind of insightful feedback and kind of passionate stuff actually after uh, the weekend and Tyson Fury's much vaunted long-awaited return to the heavyweight scene in Manchester the Manchester Arena last night stopping in the end I think after four rounds Sefer Safiri didn't come out for the fifth and uh, a lot of criticism there's a fight broke out fracas in the crowd seemed to get more attention in the third round prior to that being a couple of rounds of showboating and Safiri had a, a grin on his face throughout, but it just struck me as a little bit throughout the course of the week. Tyson Fury kept picking up Safiri at the weigh-in the other day as well. Um, almost some sort of like reminiscent of a marital scene where the husband carries the woman over the threshold, picks him up in a kind of like bucket uh, embrace. Um, and Safiri's a you know career boxer, or maybe not one of the greatest boxers. People point out he's he'd stood up to heavyweight before stepped up to heavyweight before took on Manuel Char who subsequently challenged for a world title went I think 10 rounds with him um, but just interesting that Tyson Fury and what I think often the psychology of human beings in sport and life as we kind of crack on through that becomes apparent is people don't always necessarily say what they feel and believe and in boxing there's a machismo and a, and a kind of onus and responsibility and a, and a kind of um expectancy of, of saying that you're the best that you're going to win that you're going to uh be the champion that you're un you know you don't fear anyone you have got no qualms and you're totally confident about beating everyone now Tyson Fury said that he said that it's on social media repeatedly about the heir apparent to his throne which he won pretty much all the belts November 2015 against Vladimir Klitschko who'd reigned supreme at the top of the heavyweight scene pretty much for 10 years at that point won it in Dusseldorf but then he went into repose took time out, had depression, alcohol, drug issues, a lot going on. But in that time, he spoke quite openly that he would had outskill, as he did Klitschko, to be fair, that night, uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. But you just wonder, sometimes you have to believe people's actions, not their words. And obviously he's been through an emotional tumult, insecurity and anxiety, I suppose, part of depression. I just wonder whether that's been borne out in this opponent who was nine inches shorter than him, 11 inches shorter. He was barely six foot Safiri, Tyson Fury, a towering six foot nine inch uh, opponent and a couple of people on, on Twitter and you can head to this thread on Ed Draper 81 on Twitter also posted something on Instagram a few people have had to say there Tom McDermott who's a Manchester United blogger I've done a few things online with as well and a journalist said I completely understand the need to introduce Tyson Fury back against a lesser opponent but it looked like a big drunk picking out the smaller fella on the way home from a night out at the pub. And that was it. The visual disparity was stark, wasn't it? And to be fair, it's Anthony Joshua, who is um, the kind of man in control of the heavyweight scene right now in terms of multiple belts. He did fight some, I guess, unimpressive opponents on his rise to, to prominence professionally, albeit after winning the Olympic gold in 2012. But typically, people like Gary Cornish were big men, weren't they? Uh, people like Max Skelton, um, all well over six foot. Gary Cordish was, what, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Dominic Brazil, challenger to his title. American, perhaps not the most electric boxer or an elite category of um, of boxers, but was 6'7", 
taller than Joshua. So visually, it looked like a heavyweight. It looked like a fair match, didn't it? And as Tom's saying there, it looked a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit awkward watching that. Um, but I think Fury's words, there's an inconsistency with his actions. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does to step up to the next level. Just wondering, I don't want to, you know, shame or, or talk about body imaging because it's clearly an issue. But Tyson Fury, I know, is unabashed about his um, less than chiseled physique, not cut from granite. But came in at 19 stone 10, and I know what you guys think, but for me looking at the physique, there's a lot of poundage of fat there still. And albeit he's lost seven stone through those dark times, he piled on the pounds, similar, I suppose, to, to Ricky Hatton, another fighter from the Northwest. Albeit Ricky had to get down to welterweight following that um, 10 stone 7, so it's a little bit more tricky for him. But I just wonder whether there's still work to be done, and maybe that element of of really kind of being happy and, and focused would, would, would see Tyson Fury shed those pounds. And I know people say that muscle and over-bulking can lead to lactic acid buildup, but surely carrying fat around, which um, it can probably provide padding, but surely doesn't help the maximum performance if that's what you're looking to do. I wonder about that. Um, Sam Mottram says his boxing skills should never be in question. It's more of getting back into the swing of the event, the build-up, handling the media, the performing in front of a crowd, and of course, back into competitive action the level of opposition will now rise considerably, I'd imagine, which is interesting, isn't it? Because he said in his post-fight interview, Fury, again, it's the slight tension between words and reality, perception and reality. He said that he thinks he'll be challenging for a world title, winning a belt by the end of the year, which would necessitate, at this point, fighting Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder, who are both unbeaten and both uh, won all by one of their fights by knockout. Two big guys, 6'6", Joshua around about 17, 18 stone. Deontay Wilder, 6, 7, but comes in a lot lighter, doesn't he? Around 15 stone, languid, lanky, kind of unpredictable maverick of the heavyweight scene at the moment. Matt Shepperton says, Fury's clowning, etc. was down to mask the fact his timing was off. He's miles away from a Joshua Wilder type fight, maybe being harsh, but I was expecting better. I think in his interviews, he kind of acknowledged that. Now he's back. Serious work starts now. Um, he says the opponent didn't bother as much as it did some people, but I'd have preferred it behind closed doors like in days gone by. Sugar Ray Leonard comes to mind, but there's no way that would happen these days. Yeah, it's a spectacle making money. There was booing in the Manchester Arena last night, as well as fights in the uh, the auditorium there. Um, Rob Barrow says it was a safe way of getting rid of any apprehensions of being under lights. The next one will surely be more of a test. I felt the same about that his opponent was in a strange occasion. I wonder... If he'd have come out with more credit, if he kept a straight face uh, throughout. Yes, yeah, Safiri. I mean, I felt sorry for him. This is a guy who is 38 years of age, I think. Obviously got a family, I presume, and certain close people to him. And yet he's a career boxer. It was disrespect, wasn't there? It's was kind of like picking him up, mocking him. And it was sort of done in, in surface good jest. But there's a level of intimidation I found there. Like the bully at school. Remember the guys that used to kind of prod and push and sort of laugh it off. But just make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I felt Safiri was made into a little bit of a stooge this week. That's what I put on Twitter. Um, uh, Lindsay says, I've seen people with lesser experience not being in the game long step up and fight better opponents. All we're seeing is while Fury is still losing weight and in need of further training being sold. His sparring fights as top bills for all his talk. It's fans I feel sorry for. That's what Lindsay had to say. A boxing madman said, the build-up was a circus act. The fight was a circus act. They almost stopped to watch the fight in the crowd as it was more competitive. Nobody expected Hagler Hearns, although we did expect something better than we saw. Don't be too critical of the actual thing last night, but it is an interesting stepping stone in terms of what he learned in terms of his actual credibility as a heavyweight boxer, given the differential with the guy he was fighting. Um... I do wonder whether, the, and he's talked about the heavyweight titles, 
weighing heavy on him. He's still introduced last night as a lineal champion because Ring Magnetic gave him that status at the back end of 2015, maybe start of 2016. Um, but you just think that he hasn't had that expectancy coming up. What he did in Dusseldorf, winning by points in Germany away against Vladimir Klitschko and his adopted home was unexpected. And perhaps I know he said he expected it himself, but again, you wonder whether he was prepared for the realisation of, of that. And I wonder, think about Anthony Joshua in contrast to Fury, what you can say about him is he's not as polished in terms of hours in the gym and tactical, technical acumen as a boxer, but he has had that level of showmanship, the expectancy of winning the Olympic gold medal in London 2012, the fanfare that followed it and the kind of um, almost hysterical kind of adulation of people, the global interest in him particularly national fervour around him he's had to deal with that a lot more that expectation of delivering and maybe Tyson Fury's finding that a little bit hard to deal with as well as the psychological issues maybe that plays into it so perhaps that's why the safety of the opponent as well uh, James uh, at R8UND says on Twitter and James is um, a good guy boxing uh, budding journalist says I'm firstly I'm not sure what people expected secondly so Fury quit yet it's Fury's fault Fury will never ever win he has a small set of loyal fans who will always support him the rest will flit around who's relevant and popular at the time he says hashtag no mass referenced of course to Roberto Duran and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's epic fight no mass box um, he says everyone knew it wasn't going to be a dangerous opponent it's still a work in progress Fury needs to lose a lot of ring rust needs to lose a couple more stone and needs to work back through levels of opponent. Uh, Chris Russell says, understand it's a work in progress, but can't include that fight's progress. At least put him in someone who wasn't a complete mismatch would, would still be winnable. I think that's the thing, isn't it? But it's what you learn from that. Um, Daily James Francis says, no problem with a mismatch, but a genuine heavyweight, six foot two, three, 220 to 240 pounds, look ridiculous. And then the faffing around, the fact that a better fight took place in row H didn't help. A mess. Um, so let me know what you think. Ed Draper, 81 on Twitter. Uh, Total Fast, Southport Boxing News says. Um, Ike Godsey, who's a veteran boxing aficionado, says, thank God for the classy lower weights. He talks about the era of uh, bygone years. Says this is a WWE. Um, he says, congratulations to Anthony Joshua and his OBE ambassador for the sport. Someone said an expletive there, Billy... Uh, Billy Rutz, I can't mention on here. I suppose I could, but I'm not going to. I haven't had any saucy words on this uh, audio blog slash podcast. Um, Tommy says, summed it up, the best fight was in the crowd. Um, boxing number one says, I hope he fights a real heavyweight next. So it's interesting. I think there's lots of subtext sub, uh, to it, isn't there? Psychological issues of confidence and self-belief that probably... Uh, radiate out from Tyson Fury's depression I think there's a furtive look about him when he's saying all these positive declarations of being world champion at the end of the season that he's back that he's emphatic um, that he's going to dominate and reign perhaps he will because his technical skill is there he's he's light on his feet for a huge man he's got technical ability to box southpaw orthodox anything in between but then again he is mixing with some some uh, fearsome punches isn't he so it's it maybe a bit of vulnerability a bit of honesty would help him I don't know but he just seemed um, that his eyes and his uh, his energy betrays perhaps an anxiety. Um, Dan Waite says, four-year layoff, no claims uh, made. Um, uh, Andy Barker says, made the sport look an absolute joke. Chris O'Neill says, it, w- it is what it is. Hopefully he'll step it up from now on. Ross Lewis says, I thought it was embarrassing and a farce. Uh, Kid Cooks says, unfortunately this was predictable. Fighting a patsy. Uh, John Mack says, I'm glad to, say, f- glad to see Fury back, but hate the way he plays the circus clown. 
I think that's a defence mechanism, isn't it, as well? Ability to keep people off maybe a little bit. You have got moments of clarity. I think Steve Bunce and Mike Costello on their uh, great boxing podcast said actually in the build-up to the fight, they played some um, stuff from his entrance into the Hall of Fame, I believe, 2016, where he talked about the darkness of being a world champion. That was a clarity and a, and a sort of vulnerability that perhaps, you know, there's still a defensiveness to Tyson Fury. Understandably, he feels he's been through a rough old time. Um, but let me know what you think, guys. Hopefully it's, it's great for the boxing scene, isn't it? And his, men, his mental strength, his physical strength will continue to accelerate and we'll see him um, entering the fray, fighting for titles against Tyson Fury and the likes. I mean, from a spectacle point of view, Sorry, Tyson Fury fighting against Deontay Wilder and Joshua would be great for a spectacle. Maybe fight someone like Dillian White after Dillian White's clash with Parker, regardless actually what happens, who wins that contest. I'm hoping to go to that to work that at the O2, which should be fantastic next uh, month. But yeah, interesting times in boxing, and it is good to have Tyson Fury back, isn't he? Uh, let me know what you think. Ed Draper81 on Twitter. I'm a sports journalist, predominantly working as a presenter on TV in the UK at the moment, Sky Sports News. My main avenue, do little bits here and there elsewhere. This is kind of an exploration of trying to ally two things, boxing and life. Um, and I think maybe, yeah, I think that level of just dealing with situations, maybe Tyson Fury, that was what we need to do. Sometimes we need a rehearsal, don't we, of, of things in life. Like your first day at work, you go in after a long layoff and you maybe don't accomplish too much, but it's just being there and delivering and perhaps getting used to that that situation and, and that kind of environment and that's perhaps what it was all about for Tyson Fury uh, but yeah my interest in that kind of wondering why I spent so much time devoted to sport in my life as a broadcaster as a participant before that mainly football boxing enthusiast but I didn't really box as a kid and things like that um, but fascinated by the sport if you want to get in touch and have a chat do so you can direct message me on Instagram as well ed underscore draper 81 and uh, appreciate you listening, guys. If you do, if you are interested, there's Darren Barker, former world middleweight champion, interviewed down there. Ajibola Release, who's an England under 17 football player as well, and a raft of uh, my co-presenters who did different different specialities in their careers. Most recently, Adam Leventhal has got a series of books called Tales from, uh, including Watford, Norwich, and Leeds United, I think. And he's talking about nostalgia and the power of it in business and in sport and life. <laughs> We're all nostalgic, aren't we? Uh, especially with the social media now it keeps up the memories keep going the discussions of the past anyway guys hope you're well take it easy speak to you soon